Good afternoon. It's Minister Corey, and welcome to another episode of Health and Wellness in Focus, the program and podcast. This is brought to you live from New Covenant Church, a partner, uh, partner hub of the Wellness Connection. And this is also brought to you by Dr. Brian Hudson and Vision Communications at the Wellness Connection. We live by the Bible scripture, John 10 and 10. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. And I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And that is our foundational text at the Wellness Connection. Uh, before we get into today's segment today, I would like to invite you. Actually, you're invited to the upcoming Your Voice Matters Community Town Hall meeting brought to you by the Wellness Connection. It is taking place Thursday, August 24th at Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. They're located at 3801 Forest Manor Ave, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46226. There will be light refreshments and this event starts at 6 p.m. You can find out more information at wellnessconnectionindy.org or at newcovenant.org slash wellness. This is going to be an awesome time. We will be discussing aging and dementia. Our panel of guest presenters include Jacob Davis, an educator for the Alzheimer's Association, Vivian Carter of the Alzheimer's Association of Greater Indianapolis, Tony Pearson, who is the Senior Director at Eli Lilly, Dr. Jerry Smart of Smart Neurology, and our guest today, Jan Mitchell, Certified Grief Coach, Author, and Entrepreneur. Before we get into the segment where we're able to talk with her and ask her a bunch of questions, let me uh, briefly introduce her. Jan Mitchell is a mom, a caregiver, widow, author, speaker, and grief coach. She is the founder of She Moves Forward Incorporated, which is her nonprofit organization. She's an entrepreneur and the CEO of the Innovative PR Co. LLC. She is the author of several publications, including two anthologies and poems. Jan is a certified grief coach and certified mental health first aider under the National Council for Mental Wellbeing. Jan is a graduate of IPS Public Schooling, and she went on to graduate from IU Bloomington. She is the co-host of a Christian internet talk show entitled Well Hades. She is a mom to three beautiful daughters and a granddaughter. And while she carries a full schedule, Jan also believes in taking time to enjoy life. So there at your homes, go ahead and welcome our guest today, Jan Mitchell. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for uh, being a part of today's program and podcast. Yes. And we're also looking forward to hearing your presentation this upcoming Thursday, uh, August 24th at our Your Voice Matters Community Town Hall meeting. This is going to be an awesome event. Oh, I believe it is. I'm excited. Absolutely. And this is going to be an awesome episode today. We're going to be talking about maintaining balance while dealing with dementia. And this is a very, very imperative subject, very important topic that we should be having. And I want to start off our program and podcast today. I want to ask you for your opinion. Um, why is this work important to you? Why would you say this work is important to you? 
All right. So I think it's very important um, because we have so many in our generation um, that are aging. And quite honestly, we're all aging. <laughs> so when we see the increase of um, our aging population, it's becoming um, dementia, Alzheimer's is becoming, I won't say it's the norm, but we're starting to um, notice it more in the, our communities. I wanted to jump over to some facts I wanted to share with you all, um, just based from the World Health Organization um, as well, too. Um, so just some key facts. This information is not my own, um, so I want to state that. But currently, more than 55 million people have dementia worldwide, over 60% of whom live in low and middle-income countries. Um, every year, there are nearly 10 million new cases. Um, dementia results from a variety of diseases and injuries that affect the brain. Um, Alzheimer's disease is the most common form of dementia and may contribute to 60 to 70% of cases. Uh, dementia is currently the seventh leading cause of death and one of the major causes of disability and dependency among older people globally. Um, one important fact also that the World Health Organization notes is that women are disproportionately affected by dementia, both directly and indirectly. Uh, women experience higher disability adjusted life years and mortality due to dementia, but also provide 70% of care hours for people living with dementia. So when you ask me the um, nature of why it's important, I think it's extremely important that we know how to care for our aging adults, um, especially when it comes to our faith-based communities. Um, I've been I've uh, been raised in a church all of my life, um, so I know a lot of uh, communities. Sometimes we don't know how to deal with our aging seniors. And um, just really educating our communities, uh, faith-based and secular communities, um, is very important. And I think this is why this work is important to me, that we know how to take care of the people who have always taken care of us. That's good. Uh, that is very good information and, and facts. Those are definitely on point. Um, so I do see that you are a grief, a certified grief uh, coach. Mm -hmm. And so you have some personal um, relatives or do you have a lived experience in dealing with uh, dementia that you might want to share? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for asking. And yes, I do. I actually um, currently take care of my parent, my mom, um, who is battling dementia. Um, she was diagnosed maybe a couple, well, recently diagnosed this year, but we begin to see symptoms previous years. Um, that's one thing about dementia is kind of slow, progresses slowly rather. And so therefore you may notice little quirks and things that are happening. So we begin to notice um, that she began to burn food in the microwave. There were different things that we began to note with her. Um, even driving to church was a chore for her um, because the main streets that she had always traveled, she was no longer familiar with those streets. So we begin to notice little things that begin to take place um, and eventually um, yeah, we wanted to look further into it. Of course, we've got her diagnosed with her doctor here in the uh, city, um, took her through the testing. Um, it was it was a challenge uh, for her because initially um, she was still driving at the time, uh, but there was a drive test that she had to take. She did not pass the test, unfortunately. And so they rescinded her uh, license, which I will say is not necessarily forced upon that individual. Um, it's up to the family to make that decision, but it can also, um, it also impacted her emotionally, losing those abilities. Wow, thank you. That's, that's really good information to know that 
uh, you had a you have a lived experience mm-hmm, and absolutely. you decided to educate yourself and now you're here advocating. Mm-hmm. And that's very important for us here at the uh, Wellness Connection. So um, looks like you've uh, inherited a role of caregiver, mm-hmm. which is a role that we all will inherit as we honor uh, those who've come before us, as we honor our loved ones and uh, how do you achieve balance because i know that you mm-hmm. you have a career you're an entrepreneur you have a nonprofit how do you achieve balance mm-hmm. while caring for your loved one for your mom yes great question um one thing it may sound very simple uh but a calendar is so key uh, to maintaining balance. So a lot of times we know to, we know we balance, we schedule um, doctor's appointments for our loved ones, uh, but don't forget to schedule those doctor's appointments for yourself. Uh, don't forget to schedule sleep for yourself. And I know a lot of times we don't put sleep on our calendar, but when you become a caregiver, you learn to incorporate those things that may seem the norm. You start incorporating those into your calendars. Schedule a vacation. You know, put that on your calendar. Schedule downtime. It may be a book, a hobby, or something that you're learning um, to keep yourself balanced because caregiving can be overwhelming. And a lot of times people find themselves getting lost in the uh, caregiving to the point they begin to um, decline in their own health um, mentally and physically. And so it's very important to make sure that you have a balance uh, there, starting with a calendar. And then the second thing I would say is delegate. Uh, we know over, um, and I'm going to go spiritual for a second, over in the book of Exodus, um, Moses was trying to do all of these things and manage all of these people. And his father-in-law, Jethro, told him, delegate. And a lot of times, especially with caregivers, we think we are the only ones that have the answer. Uh, we think it's some, if I don't get it done, it's not going to be done properly. And we have to let go of that pride and learn how to delegate some of those responsibilities to other family members who will be active or even get a um, care coordinator involved in it. Connect with a place like Sokoa. Um, get connected with nursing staff that can come into your home and assist you um, because ca- being a caregiver is not a one-person job. Um, and so it's definitely important that you make sure you delegate for your mental health as well as your physical health um, because we know a lot of times when you see people who are caregivers, a lot of times they don't take care of themselves like they should. And so when that other individual passes away, typically within a short period of time, the caregiver passes away. And that's because they have not taken care of themselves and made sure that they remain balanced in the midst of everything. Wow. That was such a great answer. I pray that you guys are being blessed as she shared practical and spiritual uh, helpful things to uh, assist with achieving balance as you are caring for loved ones. And based upon those stats, Mm -hmm. this is something that we all may have to deal with. Yes. You know, uh, there is a there is a gap between, you know, grandparents and children, you know, Mm You might have to be young and know about this information. That's why it's important for me. And I'm so grateful for that information that you just shared. Now, you are um, a minority woman. Mm -hmm. And my next question is in regards to disparities. Have you noticed any disparities related to uh, aging and dementia that you would like to highlight and and expose so we can... uh, you know, so we can shed light on what exactly might be going on that people might experience as they're going forward. Yes, um, I have. And just being in um, 
just dealing with um, dementia with a caregiver, excuse me, a parent, um, and just seeing, again, we just went through the statistics, women are disproportionately impacted by it. Um, and unfortunately, um, a lot of times, even in our African-American communities, now I will say, you know, no offense towards our men, <laughs> but women, um, we also, too, have to make sure, I think with black women, what I find, especially with, or excuse me, black and brown women, uh, we tend to want to put on the superwoman cape. And we create our own disparities um, because of the fact that we're not willing to relinquish that title. Um, and we can burn the cape. There's no such thing as superwoman. And we have to make sure that we are um, not putting ourselves in predicaments where we're not accessing the help that is readily to available um, to us. Because, yes, there are many um, avenues and disparities in healthcare. Uh, one thing that comes to mind, as a matter of fact, when you go to the doctor's office or you're taking care of your loved one and they're asking you basic demographic information, how do you identify? Um, those things are not to interrogate you, but rather it's an opportunity to learn um, who is coming into what demographics are we serving mm -hmm. and how can we best serve them? So I think educating ourselves more on why healthcare practices do what they do um, will help kind of minimize some of those disparities out there as well, too. Mm -hmm. And then again, burn that cape. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Burn the cape. <laughs> so education yes. is going, education is going to be key. We had, uh, we had a previous guest, mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Uh, Carter Miller, yeah. and she said, there's nothing wrong with asking the doctor's question. Absolutely. There's, there's nothing. So you, I, I assume you, you've attended, uh, appointments with your mom mm -hmm. and, uh, you're advocating for her. You're asking questions, finding out what resources are available. Uh, that, that's very, that's very, very, important um, and uh, thank you for that because you got that information and, and you're bringing it here to share with us and share with with other people um, what would you say is very imperative what do you want the viewers who are watching right now what's imperative for us to know about aging and dementia um, for those of us who are younger and might not have to deal with it you know for years later for those who of us who are dealing with it currently what are some what are some nuggets that you would like to share about aging and dementia yes thank you for asking um, I think one thing to note and I actually learned this from Sokoa uh, from Ms. Denise Jones Harrington so shout out to her. Um, but one thing I learned going through that course is that dementia is not a guaranteed part of aging. And I'm going to let that sit for a minute. Because sometimes we think this is a normal part of aging. Oh, because I'm getting older, I'm going to be attacked or I'm going to be afflicted with dementia. That is not so. That's, you know, that is not so. It, even though the statistics are very high, um, there are things we can do. Um, some things we're already predisposed to just because of inheritance. Mm -hmm. um, I know with my mom, it was my maternal grandmother, my maternal aunt, and now my, now my mother that all battled with Alzheimer's dementia. So it was more generational. Um, however, there are things that we can do um, to help slow down the progress of dementia. And again, it's not guaranteed that everyone's going to have dementia. Um, one of those things that I would encourage is to make sure we're um, those who are impacted by dementia, that we make sure we keep them as part of our community. And I'm going to say something that may sound a little like, oh, and it's definitely not an indictment against anyone. But I noticed particularly after the pandemic, after COVID, um, I saw an uptick 
um, of those impacted with dementia because they were socially isolated. And while our faith community did a great job trying to maneuver and do things the best, we all were basically trying to figure out COVID and how to operate and keep our churches going forward. Uh, one thing I did find that we lacked a little bit of, um, and this was before my mom actually moved in with me, is that we didn't really have the support for those older citizens who were not necessarily tech savvy. Mm -hmm. So we created a lot of on-site platforms. It was good for the younger generation, for us who understand technology and can flow with it. But for our elderly uh, senior, uh, excuse me, for our elderly saints and congregation members um, that are not tech savvy, there really wasn't a lot to offer them. Mm -hmm. um, so there were people like myself, we would go to um, our parents' home, share the TV or the computer with them. But I think of so many more who did not have that access. Mm -hmm. um, and so they were socially isolated during that time. Um, and so just making sure that they know that they're still important and a part of the congregation as well, even though we are advancing in so many avenues, um, we still owe it to our senior community not to forget about them, not to disregard them and throw them to the side like they no longer exist. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of our foundation was built um, off of their off of their backs. So just really making sure that we uh, remember that that we're compassionate to that um, is one thing. Um, and then second point, I don't want to be too lengthy, uh, but second thing I would state too is educating our um, congregations just like you all are doing right now. This is phenomenal. Um, just really getting out there into our faith-based communities and educating the congregation how to manage a um, senior citizen or a member who may have. Um, dementia. I've, I've been in congregations. I've seen when someone may have had a episode and they acted out because of the dementia. You've got five, ten people running to aid them or to quiet them down, and it actually exaggerates the issue mm -hmm. for them. And now they feel attacked, and, and they don't know where it's coming from. So it's you know just really educating our staff, our nurses, our ushers, whoever is delegated to manage uh, when those um, patients act out in the congregation that we pro provide proper training for them. That is absolutely awesome information. Uh, Jan Mitchell is here and she is uh, giving us all type of information and resources. You mentioned the training with Sokoa and mm -hmm. Denise Jones. Yes. Uh, there are resources that are available here in the city of Indianapolis. And what type of training was that? What was it called? Yes, that was Dementia Training as Dementia Friends with Sokoa. Okay. Uh -huh. All right. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So that is a resource that is available. And you, you mentioned um, support within the churches within the community of believers. And that is something that we are very uh, supportive of that we exist to do to bring education and training and resources to the congregations and the communities that we serve. Um, so what what support what support uh, can can churches uh, possibly provide to caregivers um, that that are impacted by um, by dementia. I mean, even even congregations have other type of caregivers, you mm -hmm. know, nurses and, and, and doctors and things like that. What type of programs or support would you like to see um, churches uh, have for those impacted by dementia? Absolutely. Thank you. And again, thank you all for the great work that you're doing here in the community and educating. And I think just really 
um, having the caregiver support um, available, you know, investing in uh, different um, agencies that will provide caregiver support. Um, my business, Shooting Moves Forward Incorporated, is a nonprofit. It's a grief support, but we also provide support for the um, caregivers. I actually did a, um, a session with SACOA um, a couple of weeks ago called the Caregiver's Grief, and that's just to educate and provide education on how to um, care for your caregivers. Uh, don't beat them up. Don't make them feel like, you know, they're demonically possessed or anything of that nature because they're having a rough day um, and because you may see them maybe talking harshly. Sometimes people are talking out of frustration when they're a caregiver and they may have been caught at that wrong moment. And sometimes we demonize people uh, for having a bad moment and, and we don't understand uh, the bulk and the weight of the responsibility that they're actually carrying. Mm -hmm. So I think more or, uh, we can create more projects and programs uh, to provide assistance. I know there are certain programs out there available, but quite honestly, I don't see them as much in the black and brown communities mm -hmm. as I see them in other cultures. Okay. Uh, they have grief support groups. They have care caregiver support groups. Well, the church really was the first institution of care, um, providing caregiver support and even aiding with elders. I mean, growing up, we had the sick and shut in. You know, I would travel with my mom then as a little girl. We would go to the older saint's house. We would sit with them. They would, uh, my mother would pray with them, feed them, and we were there as children. And so I think more of these programs, and especially for our youth, educating them on how to take care of our seniors uh, would be helpful as well, too. And getting out there in the school systems, getting out and even connecting with the police departments, mm -hmm. um, making programs um, available where they are being trained on recognizing someone. Um, I know they're doing better with the mental health, but even dementia as well, too. This is really good. And you have a unique call on your life. This is really mm -hmm. awesome uh, because I know that grief can be tricky. <laughs> oh, yes. And grief is like, you know, experiencing some type of loss. Mm -hmm. And you can grieve that someone that you love is not the same, that they're different, that they're under different circumstance. So it's important and uh, vital the, the information that you've shared about what the caregiver can do mm -hmm. uh, for their for to maintain balance, mm -hmm. what the church can do. But you also mentioned, and I know your organization is an organization that can be a resource to churches, but and you mentioned Sokoa. Are there any other uh, resources to assist congregations uh, for caring for uh, their dementia attendees or their caregivers that you would like to mention with us? Um, those are the top two that come off mind, but even just um, Google, um, and you can pull up a wealth of information out there for um, to provide support as well, too, um, because of Alzheimer's Association as well, too, is another one okay. um, you can connect with, and they have tools for caregivers and practical um, resources as well, too, okay. that can provide that support. All so. right. So there you have it. It's been another helpful episode of health and wellness in focus with our guest jan mitchell and she has dropped some extraordinary information be sure if you're watching this to join us thursday august 24th we're going to have another town hall meeting your voice matters town hall meeting we're going to continue to discuss aging and dementia and we want to hear from you guys. We look forward for you all to join the conversation. Do us a favor. Take this link and share it with someone. Sharing is caring. And I want to thank you for sharing so much information with us today. It's been an absolute honor. So thank you again for having me.
Awesome. Awesome. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button. This podcast and program will go forth on a multitude of platforms. We want to thank you all for joining us again. This is brought to you by the wellness connection, org, vision communications and Dr. Hudson. And we're reporting live here as a partner hub of wellness connection here at new covenant church. So thank you so much for joining us. We pray that you are blessed and don't forget to join the connection. Thank you.